All right, so this next podcast is a recent interview I did with Anthony Trucks of the All Shift podcast. Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kimi Yerusi. And I'm Jason Yerusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. Hey, welcome back to the All Shift Podcast as we get dialed in to have another amazing guest um, share their life, share their experiences. And what I believe is cool is actually share what lessons they've extracted from the crazy cool parts of their life. It's obviously the All Shift Podcast where we hear from successful people and how they make shift happen. And so today's guest is an individual who is in that realm that we all hear about, which is investing in real estate. Uh, but more than that is a human that has created a bunch of cool stuff and actually looks more behind the scenes of, although yes, he has been able to build a business that is investments of 850 units and like a 750, actually $75 million in real estate that's being overseen. But also like, he's a guy that's actually uh, created something cool in the room, what's called the Jason and Pill Pro- Peely Project, uh, which is a YouTube channel and multifamily live kind of structure. And he really goes on and he talks about these meetups that he does, where it's like 2,500 members he has. And, and all together, they've run like 25,000 miles, including 500 miles in April alone, which is just, it's cool. It's like, it's like 18 marathons is what I'm told. Uh, so the guy's done some cool things, but here's what I want to know as we go through this is what, what has he encountered that's been difficult that he's overcome, how he's overcome it, and what you can extract from that. So without further ado, I'm bringing it to show my man, Mr. Jason Yarusi. How are you? I'm great, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. I might have butchered some of the intro stuff because there's a whole lot in your intro. Like that's the whole thing is when I like when we got cool people like you who've got a lot of things to talk about. And it's better to come from a person who has experienced some kind of some let's call it success but it seems like in a couple of minutes I've known you, you're like, you're just literally a couple of minutes, you have a groundedness to you. I like it. It's comfortable. So I always start the podcast with one question. You can take it wherever you want, but here's the question. I'm walking around Tennessee and I sit down at a coffee shop and there's this cool looking guy sitting next to me. Happens to be you. You turn and start talking to me. Why should I listen to you? Hmm, that's a great question. And you have a fantastic voice for podcasts. I'm thinking, man, like I wish I had your voice for this podcast. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like lulled out there. Thank you know, you. Most of the time, it's it's the questions that we we always should be asking is about others, and we find in life so many times when when there's not a connection or not an interaction, it's because we're talking without listening, right? And mm-hmm. even for yourself, you know, we we had a couple minutes beforehand, you're listening to everything I'm saying, and that's giving your best response, and those always make for the best interviews. So, mm-hmm. when when I'm trying to have a conversation, whether it be for the first time or even talking to some of the investors for that point, it's not about me. Because most people are too busy, right? They, they, they have to worry about their own life. They have to worry about their yeah. own their own fears, their own uh, setbacks, what they have in front of them. You know, just getting back to human nature. It's just going to help me eat, sleep, and survive. Yeah. So the question in hand comes down to the point of how can I provide value? And if I can find a question or find something that's going to be valuable to that person, that's where conversations really manifest. And that's where we can really take hold of a really formative relationship. I like that. You know, what's funny is I, I every hundred episodes, we're coming up on 200. I, I get a chance to actually reflect on the conversation that I have. And the first question is one that's always the same, as is the last one. You'll get a chance to hear that. But I, I, I no lie, 80% of people have the same answer. And I think there's some secret there to the inquisitive, ask questions nature, right? And you, I think if you've built some things, like as you've gone, when did you shift into that? Was it always part of you? Like, was it always to be inquisitive and ask? Or like, is that something you learned over the years was a necessary part, like a necessity of, of growth? 
you know, I, I wish I, I, I would be a lot further ahead if I wasn't coming from that mind track. So, you know, my dad's hundred percent Italian. We come from an Italian family where you always want to know yourself, do it yourself, you know, mm-hmm. just tackle, tackle the, tackle the wall yourself. Yeah. And you find that no matter what's in front of you, you will never have all the answers. And if you do, you're ultimately not in the right place and you're not really pushing yourself outside, outside of your comfort zone. And to look at where you are and find a way to ask better questions, that's how you get further ahead of life. Because with anything I've done, the, the, if I wait to have all the answers, it's ultimately too late to take action. And most times we never take action because we're, we're, we get stuck in this and from a real estate world analysis paralysis where mm-hmm. we won't go after anything until we find or feel like we know all the answers. However, in a space like real estate, there's never all the answers. There's just enough to get started where you can get to that next phase to understand what's that next question you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, things that scare us from taking action are ultimately not big things things in in the big grand scale but at that moment they seem huge but if we sit there and say well i better find out these answers well you'll never get to that place of having a full understanding but you taking that first step you'll say okay this at least gives me more guidance whether or not you know if i'm coming to, from you know tennessee out to california and you know i take that first step and i'm, I'm heading north towards canada well ultimately i'm going to figure out i'm not going in that right direction right but if i was just trying to figure it out and we had we didn't have google maps we didn't have all these things today and we're just looking at the sun or trying to figure out all these ways at, at this point i wouldn't be anywhere because i'd be trying to take in all this information that's really keeping me off key from moving ahead towards where i want to ultimately get to yeah, I fully agree, man. I tell people all the time, there's more learned on the journey than there is before. You read all the yeah. books you want, but like, I'm going to learn it while I'm going and then you can adjust course. And, and that's funny as we talked about that before you came on. It's like this desire for people to have success that they don't do the first thing. Like they never take those first steps. I would love you to kind of take me back to like, you know, and this is all about the ah shift, good moments. Take me back to like one of the, the most, uh, we'll call it the, the earlier ah shift, this sucks moments. Uh, of life and like what, what's a cool lesson you extracted or learned that helped you at that point in time you know we put ourselves in a position where many times we, we try and find fault or guilt or or some other reason of something else outside of us that's holding us back and I, I was i was actually just recently having a conversation last week and this guy was talking about he had this job like 15 years ago working at yellow and i was like yellow freight i was like you know in college i worked at this company called yellow freight same company that this was and I ended up I overnight, you know, to help pay for college, I was loading trucks overnight, you know, three yeah. nights a week and going to school. And I, I remember there were people there that, that were they just hated where they were, right? And just 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 despised the, just just the role they're in. And you know, for an overnight ship for what they were, we paying very well. And we're out there in these frozen docks in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania, you know, with I, I remember wearing three snow hats. I can still remember to today, like um, I, I love coffee, but I can't drink coffee with powdered milk because that was the one part we get like a 10 minute break. And that 10 minute break, the one reward was this horrible coffee with powdered milk. And so it brings you back to this time. But what, what really came to the point is that there were people here and they were assumed that this is, you know, they were forced to do this. They were forced. This is all they could get. They could all they could do because their mind was put them in a place that this is where I was and I, I don't like it. But instead of, you know, potentially trying to do anything else, I'm stuck. I have no other choices, no other, no other hopes. And, and many times we get stuck in that point. Well, oh, this is where we are. And we won't take responsibility for our actions. True. Even if something poor has happened to us, even if something has not been ideal, we can, what we can, we can sulk, we can, we can, you know, throw our, throw our toys and just say, you know, this isn't great. Or we can say, okay, I can only be responsible for my choices, my decisions, what I say, what I do. How can I make a choice that can be more positive today? And when you start putting 
those thoughts in your mind. Start framing it instead of saying, you know, I can't, I won't, I don't know how to, to how can I? What would I do? What could I do? It starts putting your mind in perspective to find ways to, to instead of just keeping you from your goal, to start bringing you to your goal. Yeah. And the goal is where usually the focus is, but you said it yourself is that the journey is ultimately, it's where the time is spent. And so if you think you're going to be miserable for 10, 15, 20 years to be on this track of this journey, just to get to this goal that you think is going to be this shining light and yeah. everything is going to be perfect. You're going to be so disappointed when you get there because mm-hmm. most of the times you probably won't get there. But even when you do get there, the result is not going to be what you expected, right? And not all your problems are going to solve. The world is not going to change because your journey has, has been something that has not been enjoyed. So you have to put the time to understand that you're not going to have a great day every day. But yeah. the opportunity to have a, a bad day at least lets you know what a good day looks like when you do have, right? So we have rain, all right, for a lot of things, but it also lets mm-hmm. us know how good the sun is when the sun's right. out, right? We we have, you know, the cold, we have the warm. We have all these things that are contrasting each other that gives us guidance for how the rest of the world can look when it does come upon us. Yeah, I agree. That the, I think that the, you mentioned something that reminded me of that book by Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And it talks oh, about yeah. like, it's a good book. Yeah. About it. It's like, you know, hey, at the end of the day, like some things are going to happen, but you got to, you know, at the end of the day, you have control over you and what you do with it. Just get up and start moving. It's, that may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. No one's coming to save you. And it's funny you mentioned that thing about some people will go 15 years and it's like you get there. I have people in my life, really close to my life, that it hurts my heart because I hear them say things like, man, I got another like 15, 16, 17 years. And then I get to retire and it's like, oh, like, but he, you hate it. Like they hate the, the years they've gone. Like, how can you continue to do that? And in your experience, how have you like talked to people? How do you talk to that person that's like, look, I'm doing this thing. I'm comfortable in this flow. I hate it though, but at least I know I can handle this kind of evil. How do you get them to get like their, their self to wake up and be like, look, I, I should make a change. I shouldn't endure the next 20 years. So I'm sure you've been in a position, right? That you, you will say something and say you tell someone something every day, every week, every month for, for years. And then one day someone else says the exact same thing as you. And Today, it was like they've never heard it before and they're ready to go, right? Because yeah. they've, they've now found it in themselves that it's it's the right decision to make is yeah. that we can't force anybody to make a decision because they, they're not going to make it, right? They're not going to be forced in a position that they don't want to be to change their course. What we can do mm-hmm. is provide information or provide you know our, our setbacks and our journeys and our goals and what's led us to the path we're on, provide the information to allow them to make better choices because when they're ready they'll say, oh, okay, right, there it is. I think it's, uh, you know, when, when uh, the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when that is said, is that so many times we want all the answers, but we're not ready to take that in. So like my multifamily journey, if I was to do this 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been ready for this information. I wouldn't have been ready for the journey. So no matter how much was given to me, how much was put in front of me, I wouldn't have done anything with it because either I, I would have assumed I can't or just not thought it wasn't me or, you know, my mind wasn't ready or I just wasn't in the place to take the action. Yeah. So it does take you to be in a place when you're ready to take it and hear the information mm-hmm. for you to take the action. I get it. Yeah. It's a, I even find that sometimes we're too close to people. Like I'm the wrong person because you know me too well. So like you think like, oh, yeah, what does he know? And then it's like, I know a lot. <laughs> like I, I know a great deal. You should probably, but they just don't, man. I totally get that. But even then, like, and I'll just take it a step further. And this is actually what I, I think your book Fit Rich is about you and your wife, Peely. Um, it's it's about these like, you know, these things you can do to change your life. And, and I, I, man, to be quite honest, I feel like I'm listening to my brain talk. 
No lie. You're, you're talking and saying things. My brain consistently says with different words, but I'm like, I love how you're saying this. So break down for me. Uh, and hopefully the people that maybe hear my voice too much, <laughs> like how, how do you have this anchoring this book about the tactical advice that people can apply in like 15 minutes a day to get to that positive point? Like what was the, I guess, what was the inspiration for the book in the first place? You know, it took for Peel and I to start looking at ourselves, right? So we, we met in New York City. We're working in nightlife. We're running some very large, crazy New York City bars. And, um, you know, 10 years, crazy enough, 10 years later, we actually became a couple. And we, mm -hmm. when we moved out to New Jersey, started, uh, you know, Peel got pregnant with our first child. We went yeah. from being very productive at late at night, of course, in very different worlds to saying, well, that's not going to work any, anymore, right? Because now you have a kid, the kid's up. And once the kids are up and they start getting going with like, that's where the attention needs to be. And you find with your life, so many times we, we, we lose control of our days, right? We lose control of our time. And so, you know, average day, you know, you wake up, you hit the snooze button, you say you got a few more minutes and then you roll out of bed, you're already late. You've already lost your, your first chance to have a winning day you've lost because you hit the snooze button, right? You get up, you, you probably are late. So, you know, you shower, maybe you stub your toe, um, your kids need something, so you're running out, you eat something poor, you jump, you, you, you get in the traffic, you get to work, you're late at work and now you have these assignments that you're not ready for and you just run into chaos all day you get to the end of the day and say, oh man i don't want to do this more how yeah. does that happen you fall yeah. asleep tired you wake up and the same day happens <laughs> year goes by 10 years go by 20 years go by just happens because you haven't taken control of your day and we found that taking charge in the first part of your day winning your day out of the gate so i get up at uh you know 4 32 a.m and i started to set my mind in this capacity that i say okay four three two one go Mm, get up right. and just stand up because you find once you get out of bed you're up but it's that notion that if you could just say you know maybe i'll just have five more minutes if you're telling yourself right now that you're going to hit that snooze button today you're already telling yourself it's okay for you not to not to commit to what you told yourself you're going to do so how are you yeah. going to take that next big step that next big action to your dreams when you're always going to have the easy part in your mind saying you know what maybe tomorrow is better maybe next week's better maybe maybe i can try it when i'm ready no, you are ready now. You just need to take the step to go. So get up. I drink a glass of water. I do meditation. Uh, I get out and do some brain games and I run. I do that mm -hmm. consistently every day. And it's something that set the mold of who I am. And what it said in me is that running is this thing where, you know, whether it's cold or it's hot or it's rainy or I don't feel well, you know, or my ear hurts or whatever, I get up and do it because that's life, right? And so many times, most days aren't perfect, right? There's going to be something that's not ideal, but if we can focus on the actions and what's going through, we find that the imperfect, the imperfections of the day become minor because now we're focusing on where the goal is. And when you can stack these little wins, when that big opportunity comes for you to win, you're ready. Yeah. And yeah. most of us, we say, you know, when the opportunity shows up, I'll be ready, but you won't be because you haven't set your mind anymore to win. You haven't set your mind to, understand how to win anymore it's been about you thinking about winning but not actually yeah. winning yeah and when we get back to these little steps just like winning your day or changing your little words or making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who who are thinking forward and not trying to hold you back that gives you the capacity that gives you all the tools and the advantages to break out of who you are and become who you're meant to be yeah I agree, man. This is a, this is a, I think it's a touchy topic, but it shouldn't be right. Cause here, this is why I think it's a touchy topic because you're saying things that are 1000% true, but people do not own them publicly. They don't, they won't be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not doing the greatest. Like, oh no, I'm good. They'll be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. 
no, you're not. <laughs> you, like, you just, I love that people are thinking about winning way more than actually winning. And it does boil down to they're not doing these things. And there's a lot of things we could talk about as to why people aren't. But what I want to look at is how do we get to that point, right? I do believe you do little things every day and build in, you can make massive change. But I know a lot of people are like, well, there's so many things I got to do. I have multiple ideas, right? Big dreams, a bunch of stuff. Where do I start? And if I don't know where to start, I can't make them small, right? So where can somebody kind of sift through and say, here's a priority, and then here's how to make those things small so I can do something small every day? So Warren Buffett has the 525 rule, right? He says that write down the top 25 things that are most important to you and then put in order each of those 25 things. And then now circle the top five things and then erase the next 20 and never look at them again until you tackle those first five. And that's so much with life is that we want to do so many things. However, we don't do anything. Well, why is that? Because none of us can do anything. None of us, there's no perfect balance where we can balance everything. We're going to have seasons of where our energy needs to go. So you Mm -hmm. need to set in priorities. What is the priority? Right. So if right now the focus is that you need to get stabilized in uh, your income and expenses, okay, you have to look at what you're spending. So today, where is your money going? Because most of the world has no idea where their money's going, especially mm-hmm. with today, where you have all these direct debits or subscriptions that mm-hmm. you may end each month with no money in the bank. However, you don't realize you have $300 of just random expenses that are being charged to your account each month for, you know, um, Adobe or, you know, Netflix yeah. or Disney or some other recurring <laughs> thing. And you don't yeah. even know it. But if you start tracking that, you start looking at it, Okay, cool. So now I can cut off $300. So now there's $300 I can do. Now, with that $300, what can I do? Can I now go out there and spend it just lavishly? Hopefully not. But you can look at ways where you could set that $300 and allocate that to a marketing budget or something to if you want to start an e-commerce commerce yeah. store, or you could start that and put that to education if you want to learn real estate. So Understanding where your money's going and understanding what you need to do to start putting your money to work to help you achieve your goals. That could be one actionable step, but you have yeah. to get back to what is important because most of the time we say, well, I want this fancy car. Okay. Why? Mm-hmm. What is that going to do? Because yeah. we say we want something, but it just, we're living someone else's dream. So like I see, oh, on Instagram, oh, that's a beautiful car, man. Oh, I want that car. And that, that's where our dream has come through, right? So we're mm-hmm. living someone else's dream without yeah. creating our own. So you look at that list of you know, what seems like an unreasonable amount of things and say, what's important here today? What on this list that if I don't do, there's going to be massive, massive repercussions? Because yeah. probably 80% of that list, it doesn't matter. If you don't do it, there's, there's no repercussions. Maybe yeah. that 20%, you know, like picking your kids up at school. Like, yeah, you got it. Like, no, <laughs> that's important, right? But certain <laughs> points here, you have to look, okay, if I don't do this, what would happen in my life? And it's usually a more important question than if I do do this. So if I don't start this business today that can give me the opportunity to provide for my family now and really create generational wealth for the future, for people around me, for friends, for family, for my network, what would happen if I don't do it? Yeah. Because when you look at things, the, 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 the way of positivity, most of the time our brain works that, you know, we've never been there before. Mm-hmm. So we can't, we can't really see it, right? Because we, we can't yeah. feel it, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's harder to um, say, oh, what I have $5,000 that I could put to work to really help me gain the knowledge to do incredible things. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that could take me. So it, to me, I, all I can think about is losing $5,000. So yeah, I won't exactly. do it, right? Mm-hmm. So changing our mind to understand that what would happen if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. And when it is painful enough, when it is the stakes are high enough, 
you're going to look at that and say, that thing I have to do. But if you look at it and say, well, nothing will happen, then it's off the list. Move to things that have high stakes because you need to do them. Because if you don't do them, you're going to be exactly where you are today, tomorrow, next week, 10 years from now. Yeah. And so nobody wants to hear that, but that's the truth. I'm not kidding you, dude. You are literally living uh, in my brain right now. I, 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 of all the podcasts I've done, this is the one where like you're, I wish everybody needs to listen to this one. Cause it's not even because it's just, it's a good pop. You're saying the right stuff, but I'm like, this is stuff that I keep saying. And I'm glad somebody else is, I'm not talking everything, dude. It is really uncanny at this moment to hear how your brain's thinking. Cause I'm in the same exact like mindset. I tell people all the time, like you can't do everything. I tell them you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So you got to figure out what's the most important piece. And then what you do is you have to get like tunnel vision on those things. And like you said, you do create momentum What's beautiful is like, yeah, you start being more like, like smarter with where you're allocating your time and it does create this flow. And I think there's also a piece of it. Like once you get to that groove, it becomes like you're in like a good little zone. And then all of a sudden the things that you're talking about become less issues. And yes, most people don't make investments because they don't really see the return. It's always a cost. It's a cost. I'm gonna put the money in, but I don't really know it's gonna come back. So I'm hoping it does. But like, yeah, but that's not the issue of the program. That's an issue of your perspective of what you're capable of doing. And you're not doing the hard things to build that confidence so I'm like, yeah, I can go get this. Dude, yep. I uh, I seriously enjoy your brain, man. Uh, I have a final question that I ask everybody. And then I want to know how people can get a hold of you, how they can reach out to you, all that fun stuff. And I'm seriously I'm not kidding. People need to reach out to you and work with you just in whatever capacity they can because I love the mentality you bring to this. And we think about it, Look at this. We didn't even talk about all the cool, amazing stuff you've done. The millions of dollars have been brought in. And I think that it doesn't need to be because when you operate the way you're talking about operating as a human – that's a byproduct. Like you could plug you in anywhere and it'll happen, right? So here's a question. I'll give you one piece of that. Is that oh, please do. Go anything ahead. I've done past that would not be figured out if I wasn't ready to do it. And I wasn't putting my mind right. Because each day mm-hmm. we wake up, there's no one out there that's like holding me back and keeping me off the part. If I can't get past my mind each day, then it yeah. doesn't matter what else happens, right? If I can't look in my in my own head and say, okay, today, you know, I'm ready to go, right? And and just say, okay, let's go. Then then no matter what happens, it's not going to push me in the direction I want to go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, dude. Seriously, we we are our own worst enemies most days, but also our own asset if we can manage it. Exactly uh, here's the final question. I'm actually really curious to hear what you say. So here's the question: What promise did God make to the world when He created you? Hmm. You know, healing, uh, Jason is healing. And that's the first thing that comes to mind. So it's ultimately that I'm going to go out there and help others help themselves. And that's been one piece of the puzzle that we're constantly trying to do is that I, I don't have all the answers and I don't have all the resources and I don't have everything. But what I can do is listen and help you take that next step and help you with the direction. Because ultimately, any action is better than inaction. And True. even if at points we have to take a step that's, we don't know if it's right, or it might even just be the wrong step. Sometimes it's most beneficial to eliminate the wrong step just to get you closer to the right step. Yeah. So healing progress, helping people push forward, that that would be something that, that really uh, um, generates with me. I like you, man. Well said, man. I, I like it. All right. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like, I think that if we know what it is, and I love that you were quick to know what your gift was and why you were promised for us. So, man, I appreciate you living it. Where can people come find out more about you? 
Sure. No, I appreciate that. We actually have a multifamily event coming up June uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th, multifamilyliveevent.com. It will be a live virtual event. So you can join from anywhere. It's going to be three days, all the things we do to buy apartment buildings. So that would be great. Uh, if you want to hear more about our company, yourrusiholdings.com. So, nice. I might hop on. I got, I got speeches the 10th and the 11th. So I don't know if I could tune in. I might have my wife pay attention though. Awesome. We're actually at that stage. What's the next thing is like, we want to do more of like, you know, duplexes investments, like more, yeah. more, more doors, I think is what we call it. So, uh, but man, seriously, appreciate your time. I appreciate your heart. I love that you've spent time looking at your life. I can tell that, you know, like you can tell when someone spent time analyzing who they are, what they've done to give it as a gift in terms of words, what you're doing. So I appreciate that, man. Uh, those of you guys who are tuned in still, thank you so much for hanging out with us. If this episode resonated with you, do me a favor and just share it. Sometimes the words, like my man said, sometimes the words that someone needs to hear it, just you got to put out there as a, a share and then it plants a seed and then somebody can grow from there. So do a favor and plant the seed by making a quick share. Outside of that, as always, make the most of your off-shift moments so you can make shift happen. Anthony Trucks and Jason Yarusi signing off.